structure of how I was going to introduce all this information. Hey! Hello. Hello. Hey. Hello, everybody, and welcome! And welcome. Welcome! Welcome to another episode of The Last Ones In Podcast. I am your host, Dry Archuleta, and with me today, we have Robbie. Hey! And E. Hello. And then all the way from across the country, we have Rocky. Hey! And then a few hours away from me in Colorado, we have Sam. Hi! And today, the movie that we will be taking a look at is Whiplash. Rocky is the one taking the reins on this one. This was a a push from him. So, uh, I guess, uh, before we get to the movie, uh, let's go ahead and catch up with everybody, because this is the first episode we're actually recording in the new year, because uh, we've been a bit ahead of schedule. So, I'm actually going to start with uh, the other side of Colorado here with Sam. What's been going on in your life? Oh, uh, same same stuff, work, video games, alcohol. Dope. <laughs> no, not dope. Never dope. All the dope. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all. So. Oh, that's exciting. Okay, cool. Well, all right. Robbie, yep. how about you? How were your holidays and New Year and all that good stuff? Oh, you know. And on. <laughs> I was good. Went down. You and... didn't even ask me how my holidays were. No, if you just get what to know how hell? what you have been. How doing. how were your holidays, Sam? They were good and then okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Great. Back to Rob. <laughs> so how, um, how were your holidays then, Robbie? They were good. Uh, went down and visited family down in a couple hours away. Still in Colorado, though. Yeah, yeah. Um. Which they're doing fine. Uh, they got more snow than we do. Yeah, and, they do. Yeah. We, we just came from that direction today. Yeah. And uh, like my sister got a dog and that was probably one of the more exciting things whenever I was down there because <laughs> she got a Dalmatian that has just a bunch of energy and apparently is losing teeth because like one of her friends brought over their dog. Meth? <laughs> they have a meth Dalmatian, yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> um. Yeah, they brought over their dog and they were both like sitting there playing and for some reason they decided that they were both going to like play with each other underneath my chair so every now and then i'd feel like a dog head just like hit me in the back of the or the leg and like at one point in time i felt teeth digging into my heel jesus christ <laughs> yeah but um uh, whenever they were playing i saw something fly from one of their mouths and like one of the dogs like legitimately lost a tooth while they were banging their heads against the bottom of my chair holy shit yeah that's so, some intense play yeah that was it it got intense after a while like we actually had to separate them more than a couple of times because of that other than that i got to deal with the fact that my sister's dog pees everywhere and uh Apparently, I'm the only one who actually likes whiskey in that family. You like whiskey? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, for New Year's, I decided to go ahead and buy a nice bottle of whiskey, and nobody wanted to drink it but me, apparently. <laughs> so you just have, like, this $100 bottle of whiskey, and you're like, I guess I'm going to sip bad. on this all night. <laughs> it was a $65 bottle of whiskey, but still, that's expensive for whiskey. I would consider that a good thing that nobody else would want to drink your <laughs> well, whiskey. Yeah, because, like, I tried it, and I was like, oh, this is good. It goes down smooth. And like, I gave it to my brother-in-law, and he's just like, dude, this tastes like fire water. And then nobody wanted to drink it after. Like, everyone tried a sip of it, but nobody wanted to drink it because it burns too much. So That seems like a good reason to not drink something, in my opinion. Unless you like the feeling of burning. Like, what yeah. if cinnamon, but, like, way worse? What if? Honestly, it just sort of... <laughs> Sort of get used to the burning, and then it's just pleasant after that. <laughs> Maybe you just burned your entire throat and 
You don't have any feeling in it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Just drink the feelings away like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, like it was like you drink it and like it goes down smooth, but then like it has an afterburn of, to it, if you will. Yeah, yeah, so, it's awful. I goes down it. smooth, does not come up smooth. Well, it didn't come up, so that you know, there's that too. <laughs> but I didn't like get drunk off whiskey. I like took a couple sips of whiskey, and then we played Cards Against Humanity with a 13 year old who was too scared to name out her answers. So that was fun. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, that was my holidays. Fun, fun. All right. Uh, E. Hello. How are your holidays, and how have you been doing? Good is the answer to both of those. Good. Um. Brother proposed at Christmas. That was pretty neato. I was there. That was very... That's the only time I've ever seen him get, like, emotional. It was odd. But, yeah, that was neat. Got some neat presents. Got got ring fits so I can now exercise. I was unable to before. (laughs) There's no Everybody knows it's impossible to exercise without ring fits. Yep. But now you have the dilemma of you can't watch a thing because you can't ring fit and watch a thing. I'm exercising, so it's kind of hard to... (laughs) Well, when you had an elliptical option. I mean, yeah. But also, I wasn't going that hard on the elliptical. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was like to have exercise. This is like I am exercising. Got it. Okay. One of them was like, well, if I'm going to exercise, quote unquote, I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. And the other one is like, I guess I'm just going to go exercise now. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to get into the habit of watching stuff. It's hard because I don't have the best attention span, but <laughs> like I can't, I can't just put on a cartoon and then also be playing a video game because then I don't know what happened in the cartoon. I'm like going ham on my backlog because it's all stuff that came out in 2020, <laughs> and I want to do that because every year I draw my favorite games of 2020, and I'm like I don't want to like miss a bunch of stuff because that happens every year. I mean, no matter what, you're gonna miss a thing, right? But like. I own them, so I should at least finish <laughs> sure. them. Yeah, right, sure. <laughs> I, one year I put Hollow Knight on my top five, and I only played that for like four hours. I'm going to say that's maybe the only amount of time you need on Hollow Knight, though. <laughs> I was not very far. I feel like if I were to retire tomorrow, it would still probably take me the rest of my life to like get through all of my backlog. Do you have, like, what, 3,000 games in your backlog or something? No, uh, 549 just on my computer. Yeah, not, not even... You're never going to play a third of those. Yeah, maybe. That. <laughs> Other than that, the main thing is I'm just getting back into the swing of animating. want to finish a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you did the, the new logo for the podcast. Um, but yeah, all right, cool. Well, uh, then the guy from the other side of the country and the man who will be running the episode today, Rocky, what's up? How you been? How are the holidays? What's new in your life? You haven't been on in a while since we recorded the end of the year stuff. What's going on? Not much. Um, just the same old, same old, man. I don't know. I don't know. I just, there's nothing. I always say the same dang thing when I'm on here. When something super interesting happens, I'll have something for you. But, you know, it's pretty low key on my end right now. I can't wait for that week. Just like Rocky's going to be like dying to actually say something. No, see, because when that week happens, we're going to start talking and Rocky's going to be like, shut the fuck up. I have something to tell you. <laughs> like, I actually just invented dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Today. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, nothing's nothing's really new. The holidays was really tame for me. Um, really quiet. Yeah, I can't think of anything that sticks out that's relevant yeah you know it's glad to be here for sure all right cool well since you are the host with the most on this occasion 
Uh, take it away. You, you just don't want to go? I guess. <laughs> I forgot about me. He really doesn't want to talk about his holidays. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, things have been going really great. My holidays were really fantastic and fun, honestly. There was a lot of um, saying hi to some family and handing out presents and all that good stuff. And um, yeah, it was it was enjoyable. There wasn't like a big, huge, giant feast, I would say, like how like most Christmases have been in the past. I had like a weird Italian thing, and that was fun. And then for New Year's, uh, Liz and I just ate some steak off of the uh, skillet that Sam just got Liz for Christmas. Cool. And um, then we played Diablo and Ark until like 1.30 in the evening. And that was a ton of fun. The evening? Night, evening, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it's, once dark happens. What's that called? <laughs> Time's just a construct anyways. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, that's all been really fun. I'm actually, I'm going to say I'm really happy with how our end of the year stuff turned out this last year and uh, how, the, ho- how the, the Christmas special turned out, too. I don't think we've really talked about that. I'm really happy with how those turned out. Yeah. Good. Maybe I'll listen to it one day. You should. It's very enjoyable. Or you shouldn't, because you were there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Rocky, you are the host with the most. Take it away. I will be showing everyone Whiplash. Uh, question: How? Who here has seen Whiplash? I have seen it. Uh, Robbie, I have not. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. But it totally seems like a movie that'd be up my alley. E, not even. No. Don't even have to ask, really. <laughs> Sam, nope. I've never really heard of it, and I I've never seen it. The not hearing about it part is the part that actually surprises me, because it was kind of a huge movie. But I don't really keep up with movies like you do, like at all. That's true. All right, well, we are going to take all of you into the age of Vietnam. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Dealing with the whiplash of PTSD. (laughs) And the effects of a particular chemical agent that makes people hallucinate and see monsters. Okay. It's going to be a good time. (laughs) Sounds good. Um... I guess if I was to start this, I figure um, maybe a little bit of information to um, so you guys can kind of get an idea of this thing. Uh, firstly, I mean, uh, it got really good ratings, in my opinion. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 94%. IMDb gave it an 8.5. Metacritic gave it an 88%. It's, you know, it's rated R for... Uh, strong language and some sexual references. Um, and, I mean, I don't really know what you want to know. I got it all, man. I have it all right here. <laughs> I mean, what's, what's the what's the runtime? Uh, that's a good one to know. Uh, runtime is one hour and 47 minutes. That's not too bad. Fairly tame. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Um, as for streaming, you can watch it. You can watch it all, all kinds of places. You can watch it on... Uh, Hulu, if you have a star subscription, Amazon Prime, if you have a star uh, subscription, <laughs> uh, YouTube TV, Sling TV, um, stars, as long as you have a star Hilo, subscription, Hulu, yeah, I know, right? uh, Google Play Movies and TV, iTunes, if you're still doing that, I'm gonna have to run it on Amazon, that's what I'm gonna do because I don't have star subscription. And I mean, <laughs> I mentioned the star subscription you can watch it. I still, I still don't know if I believe anyone actually has stars. I'm still unsure myself. He's really unsure himself, and he had it at one point in time, and he's yeah. just not sure. 
the strategy of stars is to get very particular movies and then lock those down. And then when you want to watch them on a streaming service, they're like, well, now you got to get us. <laughs> and then they're like, well, and then you're like, guess I'll just pirate it then. <laughs> See, no, that's how they get you. It's just like, you realize that you really want to watch this movie, but then you go to the store and realize that the movie's $15. And he's like, well, as long as it's less than $15, then I'll go ahead and I'll rent it from, or I'll get a star subscription so I can watch it this one time. And then it's $14.99. You're like, well, fuck, they got me. <laughs> I feel like star's strategy is to get you in for like that two week trial and that you just forget. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is like 80% of all services strategy. That's why they are like, hey, you have to put in your credit card information for this free trial. And it's like, well, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to ask you guys what you think this movie's about because. I just I kind of don't want to just shove a bunch of random information down your throat. Um, so let me ask Jariah first, since you've seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Jariah, we'll skip you. Robbie, yes. What do you what do you think this movie is about? So it's a movie with Charlie Sheen, and or whenever he goes into Vietnam War with his buddies. And the I whole like part it. do? Deer Hunter? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're both wrong, actually. That's Platoon. <laughs> no, uh, if I remember correctly, I heard this movie, it's supposed to be, like, the movie to watch to, like, get an idea of what it's like to go to school for jazz, or for, like, a, or whenever you're learning jazz music, and, like, the, more or less, I guess, like, the hardships of, you know, trying to be a professional musician. Okay. E, what about you? Uh, I have been informed this is a movie about drums. <laughs> <laughs> at a point in my life <laughs> um i think it's probably about like the the teacher student kind of dynamic but um i think it's pretty aggressive i don't remember mm, interesting interesting and sam how about yourself well, I was informed that this movie is about Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, you got it. It is. There's a chemical that makes you see things and hallucinate. That's what I'm just guessing, though. So That's good. That's good guess. That's a really good guess. <laughs> as it as it turns out, it tends to lean more towards Robbie and E's interpretation of drumming, but. <laughs> There's a Vietnam esque feeling to this movie. <laughs> they get the they get the trauma right at least. They get the trauma. Um, like, while they beat on yeah, their drums, they trauma. hear explosions happening in the backgrounds. You know, it's interesting. You said what you said though, Robbie, about this movie. So, Ian, Robbie, you know, you you have a pretty solid take. I'm liking Sam's interpretation though, so let's not <laughs> let's not forget this. We'll we'll correlate the two. But interesting with what you said about that. It's like sort of the the go to for seeing what the schooling was like. I, I was reading a few articles about what a lot of um, jazz teachers f feel about this movie, and they feel like the teachers in this movie are way harsher than what the schooling is actually like. I mean, the stuff that happens in this movie, you could potentially lose your job for. Um, we'll get into this a little bit because these are actually, it is based off of real experiences, um, but in a different way. Um but yeah, that that was that was good. It is it's essentially a drumming movie. This is Amazon's back of the box. A skilled young drummer is promoted to his school's top tier jazz band, where he clashes with an obsessive music teacher and his intense methods. Okay, that's a very very non spoilery description, but also very descriptive. 
I actually thought this was going to be a war movie. I did not know. When we come back, Sam will not be with us again. <laughs> it's the war at the band camp. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what it's that's what it's about. So straight up. Yo. Well, um, we here are going to be watching a um the 4K disc of it. Of, of course. course we are. <laughs> so, uh, you guys, it sounds like you'll be renting it on Amazon. And yeah. I guess we'll meet back here in a little while and talk about this movie. All right. Well, then I'll see you guys there. All right. All right see I'm you guys really in a na- nailing this hosting thing. I got this down. <laughs> You're doing better than me. All right. So we will be right back and we're going to talk about the movie. So talk to you in a little bit. And we are back from watching Whiplash. Rocky, take it away. Oh boy, what a movie. Boy, oh boy. Where to even begin? How would you begin even on a movie? My non-spoiler discussion. Uh, Well, things happen, as they do, right? What was your impression on these things that happened? I think that it was better than when before or after when things weren't happening. That's true. There was definitely a part where you're starting the movie, things are not happening. I really like the part where nothing happens. (laughs) all right guys join us next week uh, for our next discussion our next movie where things may or may not be happening well well actually the first thing i guess i would um want to ask is you know how did everybody feel about this movie when they watched it did you like it uh i'll go first i'm gonna say this is my second viewing of the movie and i think I enjoyed it more on the second viewing than the first. Because um, there was a lot of it when I was watching it the second time. I'm like, oh, right. I thought the movie like ended right at this part. Um, like I would think it was like 100 or like 60% way into the movie. And there's like this big uh, thing that feels like a climax. And in my, he- in my head, I remember the movie ending right there. Um, and it super doesn't. <laughs> Try actually just walked out the first time he was watching this movie, I guess. Like, oh, that was an interesting movie. Apparently. just walked away. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I enjoyed it a lot more on the second time, and I forgot quite a bit of it, apparently. So that was actually also kind of nice. Um, but I feel like from the first time that I watched it to this time that I watched it, a lot of what I know about drums and drumming have changed. Like, I've learned a lot more since then. And so I think for me, a lot of that enjoyment came from that as well. I do think it's a... I'm not... I don't want to call it a good movie, but I think the acting in it is fucking top-notch. I will say that. That's why I watch it. I mean, honestly, I don't really care about drumming. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things that they talk about in this movie that I don't really understand. I don't really care to understand it. I was actually, because, you know, technically I'm hosting, I felt like I should probably learn about those things, and I opted not to. I was, <laughs> That's fair. I, was I, I had always thought that was a shame that either you or Robbie didn't host this movie because you guys actually <laughs> know music, right? And I don't. Um, but it really, I like the acting. I think it's fun. I like the dialogue. Yeah. The acting is fun in this movie. Like, it, it is all very well acted. And it is very well portrayed within, like, the movie. It is, like, I do have my, I feel like the movie has its faults. Like, there's certain parts of that movie that do frustrate me. 
but not by the movie itself, just by the way that they talk about certain subjects in the movie. Like are, what subjects in particular? Like the way that they portray music and like uh, musical competitions and like the way that people like reasons why people play music and things like that. Like, well, I, think, I feel like a school wouldn't be run quite like that when it comes to being a musician and are, you know, going to school in those places, whether it be Schaefer or Juilliard or Harvard or Berkeley right. or anywhere else like that. Yeah, I think that is definitely super dramatized for the it film. Is. I feel like it, it's a way over dramatized for that in a way that makes it unrealistic. And Right. I think what the movie is trying to do is say like, hey, when you're like in this position as this student, like this is probably how you feel. I can see like that's how they feel, but I feel like the way they over-dramatize it with the teacher even too. Like I feel like it's almost inaccurate when it comes to A, like uh, then again, I never went to school for music. Like A, how they would portray it while you're going to school for music and B, like the reasons why people play music and these things and stuff too. Well, I don't don't think we can say the movie's trying to put a statement on like why people play music because it really is. We're really just following the one character in this. Yeah. So I don't think we can like put out a blanket statement of like this is the, what the movie's saying of why people do music. I think like this is literally just like this one person and he's made his entire life around being a jazz drummer, right, in this band. Which I get that like you know having hone your craft to be the best at it and stuff like that too. But it's I feel like that's just not how musicians are. I feel like that's how certain people are for sure. For certain people, but I don't, when it comes to music, like it. What it is, is it doesn't portray, like, the joy of music very well, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, in a sense, well, I think so it there's, does. There's t- a few things. One of the interesting things is there's a part in this movie where when they're walking by one of the band rooms, there's a sign in it, and it says, if you don't have ability, you wind up playing in a rock band. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. There, I feel like there is in certain groups this sort of um, stereotype, or not stereotype, but this kind of elitist feel that if you're going to do it, you're going to do it right. And all this this other stuff is distraction. Um, I know that the director of this movie and the writer, this came from his own experiences in high school when he played, I think he was in Princeton, uh, Princeton High School in a, a highly competitive uh, class. And he was a, dra- he was a jazz drummer. Uh, these are sort of his experiences that he's kind of relaying. So I think it's, I think it's the uh, community too the kind of people you associate, because I feel like, look, I mean, I'm not a musician, Robbie. It just, it always seemed to me that there, with all these subgenres and stuff, it seems like it's a very vast world of yeah. very different people, you know? Right. We've had conversations on the live show, even, to where you mentioned that there was this thing of, like, punk came around because there are people who wanted to play metal, but they weren't good enough. It's so, like, even you yourself have an I opinion I do do that on... a little while. I do do that. Like, to be fair, like, that was... This whole big thing, like, I think it was mostly a bunch of metalheads and rockers that were saying that, too. And I have said there's, like, a lot of rock stars and that ended up going to country. And that had nothing to do with ability. That actually had everything to do with money, the way that I saw it. Right, but, like, even you yourself have, like, you have this own, your circle of, like, the music you listen to and the people, like, that you're around. Right. And so, like, there's always going to be, like, whatever circle you hang in, there's going to be this this atmosphere and this tone about the whole thing. Yeah. So, like, if you are entrenched in that that world and that schooling and stuff like that, there probably is this thought of societal importance or um or what their peers are think about them. Yeah, there is, but I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there's the world of music where everybody, you know, is just trying to do their best and you know, they're human, they're not perfect, but they do their best. And then there's Korean pop where you are playing with the <laughs> highest caliber. Okay? So I mean you can you can pick your sides because if it's not Korean pop it ain't popping. 
<laughs> I think the fact that you're like going Korean pop instead of just like calling it K-pop just brings this to a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, K-pop is what the outsiders looking in say. You're right, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just like a I'm, a, I'm really a filthy scrub, so I, I'm not like at that caliber. Before we start talking about the movie a little more, um, Eve, what did what did you think of it? I think this is a good movie about terrible people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it is really impressive how much you can just cut the tension with a knife in like almost any scene to a point where it's extremely uncomfortable to watch. Like it absolutely is, yeah. Like this kind of got me got my anxiety a bit riling watching it, quite frankly. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. I think that's kind of the point of the entire thing, too. Yeah. But I do worry about what some people might take of this movie, though. I'll the ending that. and what the takeaway is from like, the whole thing? Just kind of the quote-unquote moral of it. Right. Like, I have a problem with that, too, actually. Yeah. So we'll we, get into that a yeah. little later. Uh, Sam, what did you think of the movie? Because I know that you went into this wanting to see uh, guns and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of blood. I not wanting to see it, just expecting it. People <laughs> like, were sending messages to Sam with, like... American flags, like, be prepared for Vietnam for this movie. <laughs> I didn't expect a jazz drumming movie, honestly. But, but I also don't think it's, like, just a music movie about music. It's definitely um, about drive and how far are you going to go to reach your, reach your goals. And I think it it's there's definitely an unhealthy line there and the relationship between the the teacher and the student is toxic that the teacher is very toxic but yeah we'll get more into that as we discuss but well i mean i i'm gonna i'm gonna say the teacher being toxic isn't necessarily like a spoiler it. yeah there's also like that weird the ending i didn't <laughs> i wasn't like a huge fan of because i feel like it's a little um uh, how do I say it? Yeah, I guess I. I think I think I know what you're gonna say. I think that it portrays the wrong message. Yes, yes, that's, that's what I was going to say. Thank you. <laughs> Since we're kind of still like the war movie, I find if I, there probably is more blood in this than in some war movies I've seen. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah, yeah. There's more blood in this yes. movie than uh, Dunkirk. Yeah, Dunkirk. There's more blood in this movie than there is in Dunkirk. Actually, yeah, with the blood thing. Um, as being a drummer. I have played drums for a long, long time for long periods of time, and your hands and arms definitely hurt after a while, but you would have to play for literal 18, 20 hours, literally nonstop in order to do that to your hands. Yeah. I mean, I feel to do that to your hands, too. It wouldn't even just have to be playing for that long, because like, I played guitar for that long, too, with my fingers on steel strings. Right. My fingers never bled afterwards. Like, uh, The most that's ever happened is by doing too much sli- like sliding across the strings, Like, it kind of like wears away at the top layer of skin a little bit but it never like cuts right but like to do that you'd have to have like calluses and blisters yeah exactly like you'll have calluses and blisters when like you're first learning and stuff like that but if you're in a world top school and you're practicing like four or five hours a day you'll just build up calluses you're not gonna bleed like that i'd say he would he was probably practicing more than like four or five probably but in order to bleed like that his whole time to practicing right but in order to get to that school he would have had been practicing like that since before he even got there, you would think. Right, right. And, like, my hands can hold up to that, and they're not extremely calloused. So, like, what the fuck? Does he have, like, literally baby hands? 
so that some of that blood is actually uh, his. And a few things about it is the um, person who played that role, he was drumming since he was 15 uh, to get prepared for that role. Um, he would play, he would practice four hours, three times a week. But this is probably what plays into that is during some of the intense practice scenes, uh, the director wouldn't yell cut and would keep Miles playing until exhaustion. Wow. That's really <laughs> fucked up. Basically yeah. like the teacher. Yeah. 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 Say he based it <laughs> off but, his life. Yeah. So here's the other thing that I could see where a lot of the actual blood comes from is if you're playing really intensely and you're playing until yes. exhaustion, you're going to hit your hands and knuckles on the drum. Yeah. Kit. Like that's just going to happen. Well, I was going to say too, like he's really tense too. So he's probably holding those sticks way harder than you should be for drums. Right. If you get to the point of extreme exhaustion to where you literally can't stop playing, then sure. Yeah. Yeah. But something like that, I feel like it's one of those, uh, it was already a wound for some reason. Like you said, either he hit his hand against the drum or something and he's exacerbating it by hitting it with the drums. Either that or his drumsticks are extremely splintered and they're slicing his hands open while he's playing. <laughs> He is a college so what, kid. Maybe he can't he, afford more. Well, he said he didn't say how his hands bled, but he said that it was due to the unconventional. He wasn't used to playing that kind of jazz drumming, so the unconventional uh, style is what is what yeah. what got him. So I don't know if that means. Maybe he was yeah. more like a traditional drummer and well, then forced to do jazz. Yeah, because I will say all the wounds on his hands are on his left hand generally. There's someone is right, but they're mostly on his left, and his left is how he was holding it as a snare. Yeah. Um, instead of just normal palm grip. So maybe. Yeah. Even though like bleeding that much though, it's a lot. Yeah. There, I feel some of that had to have been fake blood. Like yeah. maybe he started bleeding one day, and the director was like, "Fucking just pour blood on his hands." Yeah. <laughs> I was reading articles from like professors from Juilliard who like teach this kind of stuff, and they said that it was absolute insane. Like, yeah. He said that you wouldn't see, you wouldn't see it. it's not really realistic. And he, yeah. He, there's something he was doing. I don't understand what they're talking about, but there's something about the style. He said that you wouldn't play like that unless you were absolutely psychotic. So he didn't understand why they did that either. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, but that's it's it's really strange because um, I mean the people, I mean the guy who made this movie was essentially a, a really good at really good at drumming, really good at jazz. You know that this kind of drumming. So I mean I don't know why he would do that. You know, maybe it's just artistic leeway, you know, but the yeah. dude who made this knew what he was making. So it's really strange. What, what do you think of the movie, Rocky? Yeah, we didn't get you in there. I mean, it's good. Um, I I just really like the acting. Um, I'm OK with the message because I don't feel like the message is very clear. I think that we'll get in, into the message part. It's it's a good movie. I, I just I just really like the acting. I like I like watching someone just scream at everyone else. For an hour and a half. Yeah. That, that does make it entertaining. You want a drill sergeant, basically? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think that there's there's um I also really just like the uh the, the style of shooting for this movie. I just everything just looks really like the, the, the color uh I don't know, like the color pattern of the movie and stuff. It just looks it's just pleasant to look at. It's like it's like you're in a jazz. It's like you're in a jazz. Club, yeah, you know? the the color grading in the whole film makes you feel like you're kind of in like an underground jazz club. And I think the cinematography is actually done extremely well. Yes, and it conveys a lot of things subliminally that you wouldn't expect. I think like there are a lot of choices you could have made in a lot of the dialogue scenes, but the way that they're shot specifically puts more tension onto even smaller things, which I think is is done really well. Yeah. Yeah, like sort of uh, closed in, sort of claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I don't know. It just I did, I see this movie and it's not like I wanted anyone to walk away with anything. You know, like it's not like a movie that like I feel like has a a big message to express. It's just it's just good acting and I I really it's just it's I just, I think it's good. You know, and that's that's I guess my opinion. It's fun. It's not even fun. It's just fun. it's it's like. <laughs> It's not even pleasant in how you would typically use the word pleasant, but for movie viewing watching, you know, it's like, it's like, this is, this is a movie that, that I don't feel like people are going to walk away like, ah, oh, fucking cheated, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, some people do find this fun to watch. Like my first time hearing about this movie was somebody made a meme about it uh, with uh, the Bongo Cat whenever Bongo Cat was super uh, popular and it was Bongo Cat playing the drums and him like, nope, not my tempo. Like, try it again. That, like, so, like, people were having fun with it, especially making fun of certain scenes like that in there. Yeah, like, J.K. Simmons, I think, is who plays the teacher in it. He, th- this is the movie that I started taking him seriously as an actor, which is maybe fucked up. But this is, like, the point where I was like, oh, wow, this guy actually has more than just, like, weird, silly roles. Like, he actually can just be something more intense. What was he in? Uh, he was in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. He was the main journalist guy that... Oh, one who's always looking for pictures Joe of Spider-Man. J- Wait, that was him? Yeah, Jonah Jameson, what? yeah. Oh. oh. J.K. Simmons has a huh. gigantic movie track list, too. It'd be really hard to... Like, he, he's not just in a few movies. He's in a, he's in a lot yeah. of movies. He's yeah. in a lot, but it wasn't until I saw him in Whiplash that I started actually taking him seriously as an actor, which is fucked up on my part. I admit that, but yeah. That does make me ask... When did this movie come out? I've, I don't remember if we said. 2014. I got a whole story for the production of this this movie it's it's not interesting but it's it was long time in the making (laughs) go tell Um, us about it well so i mean like i said the um writer director damien chazelle um he he kind of his his parents were two uh professors at princeton and so he attended in that region and or he attended school in that region and he was uh, he was in the music. He was really, really good. Um, the the story is basically him processing the traumas of his high school teacher. Um, a lot of the I don't I I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I don't know if the things that happened in this movie happened to him, but there was you know there was a reason he he wrote this. He would continue to do drumming up until. Uh, he got into college. He went to um, Harvard, and he just he just didn't, he didn't, he fell out of love with it. And that was something he w- talked about this movie that there was this thing where he used to love drumming, and then it turned into it felt like he was going to war. And so eventually, he just he didn't he he just couldn't love it anymore. So he went into um, he went into movie making. And after college, he spliced together this student film. I think it was different student films actually, but he spliced it together to one movie. <laughs> it got attention. Uh, and he got scripts, but he never really liked what he was doing. He wasn't really happy about it, but he didn't really have a movie. And then he started thinking about his childhood. And he's like, well, there's my movie. I want to talk about this. So he wrote the script, didn't feel really confident about it. Um, and just let it sit in his his desk for about a year and then finally handed it over to his agent. And then that bounced around for about six months and nobody really picked it up. And eventually he, he got the eye of a few producers and they really liked the idea, but they weren't sure that they could get it financed. So what they did instead was they took his whole idea for the film and said, just make us an 18-minute movie 
or an 18 minute short film and we're going to put it in Sundance. And he did that in 2013 and it was a hit. He won, he won the award for short, uh, the short film jury award. And so they're like, okay, so we can get the financing for this. Now we can use this. He got the financing, which wasn't much. I think it was about 3.3 million or something like that, which is what this movie cost. That's Um, extremely cheap. Holy shit. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And they filmed it within, they shot it, I think, in 19 days. They had a whole year. They wanted it in the next Sundance Film Festival. They shot it, I think, in 19 days because the guy they wanted to play as, the, the guy they wanted to play as a student, he was doing Divergent. That was the movie he was working on at the time. So he was, he had a very small frame of time that he could shoot for. Uh, so he wasn't able to do it until like three months before Sundance. And I mean, as <laughs> <laughs> so um, they had him practicing up until that point. Right. So that he was prepared to, you know, do the hard stuff. I mean, 40% of what you hear is actually his drumming and the rest it was, you know, they, they, they have like a double and stuff, but he, he was able to complete all the music in it. Just not, maybe not exactly where it needed to be, to be, you know, seen at that caliber, but 40% is still pretty good. That's impressive. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he was able to shoot for 19 days and that time was extremely hectic. In fact, the main director and writer got into a car crash, was hospitalized and he had to be on set the next day. So he just showed up and kept doing it. And then, it, you know, it made Sundance and it was a hit. And then, you know, next, the year after that went to DVD and stuff. But yeah, it had a it had a long, this this movie was a long, long time in the making, you know? That is yeah. insane. Like, by all accounts, this movie just shouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. But it did anyways. That's actually insane. It's pretty impressive. Moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> moral, of this, uh, moral of the story. Shouldn't even exist to begin with, but it's here. It exists despite everything. <laughs> um, so I guess I should say up to a point of what happens. I'm going to say spoiler. Okay. The story in the movie is actually extremely simple. Dude is in Schaefer Music School. Mm-hmm. Drummer. Movie opens up with him drumming. And there is a super shitty teacher who is known for being horrible and awful, but he gets results. Um, <laughs> and so he kind of puts himself in the position to be able to impress this guy throughout the whole movie. And once he's actually finally in the class, he realizes that the guy is a complete piece of shit. Uh, to where he just openly abuses pretty much everybody in the class mm-hmm. if he's trying to push them to be a little bit better at all, which is super shitty. And then, if you're interested at all in this movie, uh, I do highly recommend it, actually. Uh, if you want to watch it, you should. From here on out, spoilers. So this okay. is your warning. Ends up pushing the kid to abandon everything in his life. Yep. Like, which literally is everything. He, like, he has this girl he's interested in. And he's dating her earlier in the movie. And then, like, whenever he starts to, like, fall out of faith or fall out of uh, the well wishes of the teacher, he's like, all right, well, I can't be with you anymore because you're going to hold me back. And he stops talking to, like, his family. He starts getting super pissed. And, like, he, he literally ruins his own life to just try and to get into this program. Well, not so much to get in, but to stay in. To stay program. in, rather, yeah. yeah. Right. He's constantly flipping out other students, uh, so that way he just has the best of the best that are at his class. Yeah. So if they fall out of line, even just a little bit, then he kicks them out. And then even if he just doesn't like them, because it makes that very apparent early on in the movie too. Whenever he's like, "One of you are, or one of you are out of tune. Which one is it?" And like yes. starts like putting pointing him out, and this just broken, beaten kid that's sitting there, like with 
doesn't even want to make eye contact with this guy and he just has his head down he starts yelling at him about how he's out of tune how he can't even hear that he's out of tune so he's fucking sucks at this and to get out of the classroom because he's no longer even fortsy he's not even worth being in there anymore and then it turns out it wasn't even him it was a different student and that it was bad that he couldn't figure it out the the thing that the kid was so bad about he wasn't out of tune but he didn't know that he wasn't out of tune and that's worse than not than actually being out of tune yeah well, yeah <laughs> it, it, it makes it even worse because he knew the entire time who was out of out of tune he was just seeing who knew and who didn't so he could just fuck into them yeah and the thing about this teacher is he, like, learns personal shit about you and then uses it against you to abuse you and, like, make you be better, as Quote, he unquote. says, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I still are. I don't think it's about being better because I was thinking about some of his actions. I think it's – I think that dude is a total best. narcissist. No, he is 100% just a textbook abuser. Yeah, he is. Like, that's all mm – -hmm. all he does is abuse these students. He, and even to the point of gaslighting him, basically. Like many abusers, he justifies his abuse by saying he's trying to pull out the best. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, um, uh, what's the term? Um, tough love. It's like tough love, but it's not love. It's just. It's just tough. Yeah. <laughs> being awful. Yeah. Um, it's not showing love. It's just being punched in the face over and over again. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, he, he, in the beginning, he was very nice and gentle. He was like, have fun, have fun with it. And then <laughs> when the kid Ten seconds up, later. he's like, no, that's not my tempo. It's not my tempo. <laughs> then he freaks the fuck out because it's not perfect. Throws a fucking chair at his head. Well, and like, he's right? even setting them up. He's, he's, he's not even trying to pretend to be nice. He's literally setting them up so they go easy into his class so he can. Exactly. Yeah, so you can fuck him up easier. I think maybe he likes he likes doing that. Like he likes um, giving them a sense of confidence and just completely tearing him down. Well, it's like it's yeah. one of those abusive things. It's like you give them the slightest bit of gratification because then they <laughs> strive for that. Because that's all this movie is about is about that student striving to make this shitty person look up to him essentially yeah 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 like i said that's part of like the problem that i have with this movie too is like i guess for one the thing about jazz is jazz is known for being imp or improvising so whenever you go to school for jazz music they teach you how to improvise for whenever someone else changes keys automatically or changes tempo or changes tone or something like that so they don't exactly like a good example like one thing that I found out recently is uh, jazz students, like, if they hit the wrong note, they just say it's a spicy note, basically, instead of saying that it's off. So, in a weird way, this movie would have worked better if it was classical music, because classical music is all about the discipline and having it exactly how it is with this one. But, like I said, the guy said, it's more about that guy being shitty than about the music itself. But, also, I mean, it is jazz music. It's just jazz music that's charted. Yeah. And so, it's not traditional, Which, like, man, that's not jazz music. It's... It is the genre of jazz without it being a jazz band. Right. Yeah, I, I get what but, you mean. But yeah, like I said, it's... I know that there will be uh, teachers that nitpick like that too, but I don't think they would be... Well, at least I would hope they wouldn't be quite that bad about it. I figure that they would probably like switch them out, but not be such quite, or quite an asshole about it. Right, like, that's the part where I think, like, that's where, like, the dramatization part comes in, is, like, yeah. that's probably what it felt like to him is what was happening, is he felt like he was being set up to be ruined, or he felt like he was being set up to fail, or he thought he was being personally attacked, when 
it was probably a high pressure situation to where that's how he was meant to feel. But it was probably not as dramatic as fucking throwing a chair at his head. Yeah, like well, and yeah, well, it's I one of those things threw a chair at his head. But right. I don't like. I honestly can easily see the verbal abuse from this movie yeah. being a thing he had to deal with. Which I get the verbal yeah. abuse too, but like weirdly enough, like for competitions and stuff like that, it what like the verbal abuse that I dealt with wasn't from music; it was from sports. Right, but I think so like, in a once weird you get way, into like a competitive field, because yeah. that's what he is. He de- specifically develops his band for a competitive purpose. And to win competitions. And so I think it, once you get a coach who's really, really fucking serious about it, yeah. then I think you're just going to get into that situation no matter what. Yeah. But like I said, I think it's just the way that it betrays all of it, or portrays all of it. Yeah. I, is, is part of why I have frustrations with this movie. Yeah. Also, I feel like, and this may sound weird, and again, I'm not a musician, so stop me it, if, if I'm wrong. It's just that for jazz competitions, it seems like there has to be some standardized idea of what's valuable versus what isn't so i feel like that's when making there can be such thing as mistakes right absolutely like especially in a competition like you want to see if people are on tempo if things are tuned how well the band works together how well he is orchestrating the band or how well they are playing to the song choice or it can be even if they play a song choice perfectly if the song is too easy then it doesn't matter how well they play it because like there are these music competitions. I th- I do think jazz is probably not as common as the others, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason he probably did jazz is, one, because it sounded like the director did jazz, and two, I think, as it's a drumming one, that's more visually interesting, jazz drumming versus tempo, essentially. Yes. Yeah, for, <laughs> versus, you know, the double, the double ba- bass player or the saxophone player yeah. or the trumpet yeah. players. <laughs> yeah, imagine this movie from the bass guy's perspective. It's like the fucking teacher can't even have a problem with the bass guy. He just keeps screaming, fuck you, because. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes he did, like, quite honestly. Sometimes he did just yell at people for no reason. Yeah, yeah. I think he did, yeah. Like, a big thing is, like, this movie, honestly, I don't know how intentional it is, but it really shows the cycle of abuse. He yeah. abuses his students so much that the students also just start abusing each other. Even, like, the main character, he refuses to make friends because he sees that as beneath him. And even people who treat him all right, like, he talks to the phone with one guy when he's running late. And, he, like, the stress gets to him and he starts cussing out the only guy who's helping him. Yeah. And that is, like, one of those things. Because, like, when he started out and he was, like, you know, that awkward new kid and stuff like that. And the guy who's the core drummer who, you know, or I guess the lead would be the core drummer with this one, um, kept them like, hey, don't fuck with me, don't fuck with this competition kind of thing, and, like, was really in his face about all of it. And then once he became the core drummer, that's when he started becoming like that to the point where he became even worse. Like, after getting in a car wreck because he was running late, he still ran over to the competition, covered in blood, yet for some reason they still let him play drums. Because yeah, that guy's a terrible person. Yeah, yeah, which that was another very unrealistic portion of this movie is, like, some guy comes in, dressed really nice, covered in blood, like, I gotta play drums! I gotta play drums! They're gonna, like, check him to make sure he's not on drugs or something. <laughs> that would have been a really great turn, though. Yeah, like, I feel like that could have been a good turn for the movie of, like, maybe you're taking this too seriously. Like, take like take a step aside. I mean, Well, I think after the car wreck thing, it kind of does get into that, and he starts to realize that maybe not everything in his life has to be drumming. It, yeah, well, but it wasn't even... But then the movie does a 180 on you. Yeah. That that's what I was gonna say. The problem was is like it wasn't even the car crash. Yeah. He still was saying like I can do this even after the car crash. But it was because 
he was probably very, very, well, not probably, he was very injured after being hit by a car and couldn't play drums. It was somehow the teacher's fault. And then it made that 180 of like him going back to his life, but like it made it seem like his life was nothing without him drumming. Well, I wouldn't say it made his, so maybe, I think this may be like a perspective thing, honestly. Like once he was no longer like taking drumming seriously, like he looked sad, but I think he just looked sad the entire movie anyway. So that's kind of up in the air. But he started like trying to get in contact with people. Like he's spending time with his dad again. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to call the girl that he asked on a date and then abandoned. Well, that one's kind of weird though. Yeah. that was after. Yeah, that was he after he got back again, into the band that he called her. Like, that was one of the things at the start is like him drumming. Like gave him the confidence when he made the. I'm trying to call it ensemble. It's not an ensemble for jazz. I'm pretty sure, but like when he made the high class jazz class. I get what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> like he got this like bravado to him. He asked the popcorn girl out to pizza. Yeah, and then like it kind of put this thing where like his bravado was with his level of playing, which is kind of weird. But yeah, movie, it's fine. <laughs> and like to the point where like he gets the bravado to just straight up tell a girl, "Hey, I, you would hold me back." Mm-hmm. Which is off. I don't yeah. think it's his level of playing. I think it's his his um where he is in the eyes of that group, right? I mean, you have a kid who obviously isn't very social, doesn't know how to be social very well, and you see you see that he wants that. You see him look at every. He'll listen to other people's conversations, and always be this half conversation. He wouldn't hear the whole thing, but he's very interested in you know communicating with other people like you know friends but then he's put in a situation where not only does he not have to have friends it's also justified that he doesn't have friends because now he can be the best so it takes this situation that he's very sensitive about and now he can put armor around it right he can justify those things i don't feel like any of it's one or the other i think it's it's a very complicated situation yeah you know don't think he can after after he doesn't have that he's still super unsocial he he's telling the you know what he was telling that uh girl when they were eating he's like I, I i've never been able to look into people's eyes right yeah that's like a those are that's a serious like social like when people really are like having issues with being social that's something that you typically see so his his issues are a little bit deeper rooted you know i'm not saying he has a problem because i don't think he does it's just that that's something it's clear that he struggled with. So even when he no longer has this thing, that issue hasn't gone away. It's not like his life's just going to be better. He's still not going to know how to be social. You know, the thing was that the music was something he could hide behind. Right. Right. That doesn't justify the music aspect either. Yeah. Just, I think we, we, we need to look at this kid as a little bit more um, complex. Yeah. You know, that is something that should probably be brought up. Not all of the issues are from the teacher because he does cause a lot of his own issues. He does. Yeah, but he does. That was like part of the thing that I was trying to say of like this being really a sports movie too is because they compare his drumming to his brother playing football. But then right. he goes into like the like when they're at the dinner table together and he's basically starts a fight with his family over the fact that he's a drummer because they're like, oh, yeah, like he's doing well in his football. He's doing well with his sports and you got your drumming and he's like, yeah, well I'm in the top school in the fucking country and he's third, he's third division football. So how's that even comparable to that? And they're like, and he made this whole thing like, well, maybe you should make friends. He's just like, well, maybe I want to be remembered kind of thing. So it's not about, you know, the fact that he wants to be a good drummer. He just wants to be known for something and he just happens to be good at drumming. 
Yeah, he kind of gives himself this, like, self-fulfilling prophecy because, like, he is slightly justified in his aggression that, like, no one takes him seriously. No one takes drumming seriously, and that's that's something a lot of people can honestly relate to. I relate to that as a game designer, quite frankly. Yeah. But, like, what where he goes wrong is how he takes that. Like, he doesn't try to kind of bring his point or anything. He takes it to an aggressive action, which, again, can probably be go back to how he is taught, essentially. Because, like, his thing isn't, like, yeah, I got my drumming and I'm, like, one of the best. He tries to that, and then after that's not going so well, he immediately makes fun of everyone else, basically. Because he sees, he decides to take... Cause he it has seems a, like he has a superiority complex with them. Well, it's like a double-edged sword. Because, like, at the start of the movie, I think he kind of has an inferiority complex. He's very, like, nervous of everything. He doesn't know if he fits in, basically. Yeah, and then he, like, gets a taste of, you know, going higher and being better and getting praise from his teacher, like, slightly. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so he does have, like, the superiority complex. Gets the praise of not he... getting punched in the face. Another thing that I think is important is his closest relationship is with his teacher and it's extraordinarily toxic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're looking at this kid who's not like he wants to be somebody in some with for somebody else. He wants to be a part of a group. Like he's always looking at how these like kids talk to each other like friends. Right. Um, the, 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 asking that girl out was a big step for him, right? But then all of a sudden, he's put in a situation where that entire thing is just skipped over. Now he's somebody because of how much, how good he is, right? Because his teacher, which is now his closest relationship, especially as this awkward, awkward kid, gives value by how well you play. And how well you play isn't always exactly how well you play, but how well you're told you play. As we see with mm-hmm. uh, with his with um, the other person he brings in Connolly right? or something, really, yeah, McConnelly, who clearly wasn't as good, but he praised him. So praise is arbitrary towards whatever the teacher feels it is. You see that kind of encouraged that mentality, right? So I think it's important. I, again, it's it's a complex situation, right? You have a very toxic culture where that kid's real only relationship is close relationship, which is going to determine everything else and now you're stacking that on top of this already this this kid who has a social problem at least probably in his eyes right i mean also like another thing that it does show with that too is um to show how toxic the teacher is at one point in time like after the car wreck and everything and he gets kicked out of that um that ensemble or that group well, he was really kicked out of the school after that well no he's kicked out of that group though is what i'm saying well, well yeah, the like teacher's that. kicked out of the school as well as yeah. the student being kicked out of the school. Well, that's the thing. He gets kicked out of that group, and then they find out that another one of his students actually committed suicide because they couldn't deal with the anxiety and the stress of his class. Right, but and, uh, he's not just kicked out of the group. He's kicked out of the school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I missed that. I thought that he was just done with that group. No, no. Like, it, I don't blame no, you for just, missing it because basically yeah. all that happens is, like, it shows his like termination letter essentially yeah. okay it says, because he attacked the yeah. teacher right when he went after the car crash concert he attacked the teacher yeah and that's what got him kicked out oh okay i guess that's uh, i didn't notice the termination letter but i just noticed that afterwards and he was talking to a lawyer and they were saying that another one of his students actually committed suicide because they couldn't deal with the stress of his class and like you know that drive that he gives everyone to be better 
about it. And so he just does like, just tell me what you want me to say Mm -hmm. for it. Because he knows that it's the right thing to do, but he still has a hard time doing it because of the relationship he has with that teacher. Which is sort of the things I did not like about this movie is that this teacher was so toxic and awful that he drove students to mental health issues and suicide. Right. And when the teacher gets kicked out, it's because his father brings in a lawyer. I guess she was. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I think there might have already been a case. Yeah, and they're like, um, so this has happened. He's had a horrible effect on other students. Um, we want you to, you know, get justice for this, for what he's done to you as well. And he's like, but he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything wrong. Just tell me what you want me to say. That's, you know, um, so I don't even think he's, he still looks up to this person and he wants to be like the teacher, I think. And we even see that when he goes to the jazz club later on where he, you know, they sit down and they talk and connect. Um, but still after that, the teacher was like, I knew it was you. I knew it was you. And then he tries to set him up by playing that song that he didn't even practice for or anything. He didn't know it. So I don't even know it by. <laughs> well, you're just saying you didn't really <laughs> like that. how it portrayed their relationship after yeah. that. Because, like, it kind of, he looked up yeah. to him. Though, it kind of betrays it as everything he did was okay because he did it for a greater good, which is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, is it. bullshit. It's going um, back to the lawyer thing, right? With what Sam was talking about. I think um, it, uh, it showed that he wasn't, he didn't get that teacher out for the right reasons. He got it out because he was angry that he was kicked. Yes. I yeah. would relate it more to like a lover spurn than a kid who sees himself as taken advantage of by a teacher and abused that it was kind of like you know that's you look what you did you son of a bitch i'm going to get mm-hmm. you back yeah you know? yeah yeah yeah. that's exactly what it feels like it and, sort of feels like um it sort of feels like the teacher was probably in the student's position at some point and now the student is going to be in the teacher's position at some point just like becoming what he was taught <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and it becomes this giant cycle of abuse. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think it might be a uh, teacher problem. I don't know if the kid can, because there's certain things that I noticed with this teacher that is really underplayed because of the, uh, the student's success and skill. So you really don't tend to see it, but this teacher was willing to trash really good potential for insubordination, not even real insubordination, but just really willing to trash and sabotage his future, especially at the end when he gives him the wrong notes. He's over here saying that all he wanted to do was he like when he was talking to the student in the jazz club, he said that all he was ever trying to do was make the perfect um, to, to get his like top notch musician. That's all he wanted. So why would then he trash his closest shot, right? Why would why would he destroy that that students or that that person's chances in the future? Because like he said, no one's going to want him to work anywhere if he messes up at whatever top notch concert or competition he was in at the end. So there's I feel like you you do see that he really values his own thumb over the students more so than he values the success of the students. Right. 
Sort of, yeah. In the jazz scene, because like, with that line you were talking about, I think there's something really important that I don't know if the movie meant for it to be as like how as like interesting of a thing as it was was he was talking about like he basically wanted his own louis armstrong or that but despite all his effort no one as he put like no he says no one had the drive but i think it and unfortunately gets a little undermined by the ending like it really shows that his methods don't get that like he took the (laughs) he takes the wrong lessons he constantly talks about this one musician who his first thing almost got decapitated by a symbol because the judges threw it at him. Well, it wasn't even the judges. Uh, it or was, yeah, it was. Um, it was another player that was. Yeah. It was a Charlie Parker is who he was talking about. But the point is like, because he took like the teacher internalizes the wrong lessons for this, and yeah. as strong as he did, all he has to show for it is a student who basically resents him, and one who committed suicide. Yeah. You say that, but then I think this is where the lesson of the movie or the moral of the story gets mixed up, is the ending. Yeah, like I said, I think the ending does yeah. kind of... Because it, it does lead you up to that point to where you think that the player or the student does just hate him and that he just wants to show him that he's better than all of that just, uh, in spite of him. But it really isn't that. Because in the end... Uh, the teacher sets him up for failure by, like Sam said, having him play that one song that he'd never even heard of before, and he didn't even give him the sheet music for it. But then when the student is about to walk off stage, he's like, no, no, fuck this, and he goes back and starts playing it. And at first you think it's out of spite, but then they start working together, and they seem to really start (laughs) enjoying working together, and the movie ends with them both smiling and being happy that they played the song together. Yeah, that's the... I really didn't like the ending because I felt it was... I I was okay with the ending. I think it's really important to remember that, again, this kid's validation comes from this teacher, always has been, right? He That is his marker for success. That was the person that's always pushed him in a very toxic way. He could push himself to where he needs to get to. It's it's very clear, and I think a lot of people who saw this movie, they noted that... primary competition that an artist has is with themselves right and artists tend to push themselves when they they don't need someone abusive someone screaming in their ear right Uh, (laughs) it's not it's not necessary uh but that kid again and i feel like this is why it was really important to see this so this kid doesn't have a that social understanding of relationships in the first place so all of a sudden this person decides what the value is right and I feel like the reason I, I'm okay with the ending, um, because you can you can see it as, again, like, you know, ah, oh, see, if you work as hard as you can, it's okay, whatever abuse you have to put yourself through. And some <laughs> people will, will take that, right? Other people are going to naturally resist it. You, you know, it's, it's just, I guess it's going to depend on the person. But I think what's really important is two things during that. When he comes back and says, fuck you to that t- teacher, it was still about the teacher. He wanted to show the teacher what he could do. The teacher comes up and says, I'm going to gouge your fucking eyes out, right? The kid keeps playing. The teacher is pissed that he keeps playing, right? He doesn't stop. What's the teacher going to do? Just stop the fucking concert and be like, oh, look, this kid completely took over. No, he's going to go with it. And then what does he do? He takes it over. So as long as he is at the head of the value system, right? He comes over and then he starts determining because he goes up to the kid again. He goes, what are you doing? The kid says, I'll cue you in. But is that what happens? No. 
teacher comes back and then he determines when it when he goes slower and then when he rises do you remember that scene when he he's, he's determining how it ends he's gaining control of the situation again and it's that relationship that that kid stuck in that really shitty relationship and that that teacher still has that control because i really am convinced that for that guy it really is all about control over the student which is why he'd rather be a t- teacher with these people who don't know what they're doing than teaching a top-notch band which he said was just okay because if you're already a top-notch musician you really don't give a fuck what the composer thinks about you <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like i think that that's where the problematic part of the movie comes in is cuz it ends on such a high note of like man everything worked out right but like through the whole movie, it supports that like this guy is horrible and abusive, and at the end, it's like the abuser wins, guys! Clap everybody! He did it! Yeah. So like that's the part that bothers me. Well, yeah, because I feel like what they were going for was because there's that part where you're, uh, he says, but there's a line to this. You know that maybe going too far, you might discourage the next Charlie Parker from ever becoming Charlie Parker. And he says, no, man, no, because the next Charlie Parker would never be discouraged. So it's like one of those he tried discouraging him, but he. Right, or he still rose up past it. Like I know that's what they're going for, but it, I do agree. It goes like it just kind of shows that it's okay for him to abuse his students because he's doing it for the greater good of it all. I think the biggest thing. I think they almost had it because I think if they kept it purely spite, I think that would have been enough. Because then you know that the student is doing it for himself. Yeah, yeah. Because at a point, spite is about yourself. It's about making yourself feel better, even. It, if it's because this guy's shitty and you want him to feel shitty about it, <laughs> the student would learn to play for himself, essentially. And also, I've got to say, this teacher's plot is stupid and com- or his like plot to fuck up the student's chances is stupid and convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's stupider yeah. and convoluted. It's not, it's not supposed to be stupid. The kid was supposed to get embarrassed and walk off, and he didn't. But it's not yeah, about what he does to trick him next. It was like- he had no other moves to make well here's he has like to i i i get that he wanted to like embarrass the kid and fuck up his chances but at the same time earlier on he was like do not fuck up my my yeah. uh music or whatever or my band when he was teaching yeah do not fuck up my band but it's different when you're teaching students that. it's it's there's a difference between teaching students whose success is dependent on the person teaching them, and when you're composing for a band of professionals who should already know how to do that shit themselves. Yeah, and that's also another thing about this movie, too, is it was never about the students for them. He always calls it my band. And, like, whenever he... uh, Even whenever he gets into that huge argument with them before the car crash, he's just like, no, this is my part. And he's like, no, this is my part. This is my band. I'm letting you join in with it. So... Yeah, and see, the professional band isn't his band. Everyone's... There, everyone's adults. Everyone knows why they're there. They've already made it with or without his permission. Right. Now you have this kid who's there solely on his goodwill because that's always the relationship that he set, right? Yeah, and the, he even he tells him that too. He's, he told me you never earned it. You got here because you are because you lost a notebook. Yeah. We all, oh, can we all agree that he stole the fucking notebook that the teacher 100%. was the one who yeah. stole the notebook? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Definitely, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, even if it wasn't yeah, it to never, get like, that guy into the spot, it's definitely because the teacher was super pissed about everyone leaving their notebooks everywhere. Yeah, because he does make a, big, or a good point of that. It's like, never leave your or your booklets out or all over the place. And that's what he did is he left it while, and wasn't paying attention. So even though it doesn't like hint that the teachers took it, it very much he took it. Well, immediately after the book goes missing, he's like, everybody get in here. Where, where, oh, where's your book at, sir? 
Yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> well, they did come up like, uh, there's a problem. I lost my book. Yeah, but like, he did it. Yeah. I'm not saying he did it. I'm just saying like, he didn't like, come on, everyone, get your books out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, just to add on to the shittiness of the teacher, super shitty to like, fuck, make fun of this kid because he has a mental because he has mental issues and he can't actually keep measure. Everything the teacher says in the classroom is super shitty. I know, he doesn't but say like, one like thing to where you're yeah. like, he has a point. Like he has like <laughs> these tears of shittiness, and like he just like that one just goes above a lot of the others. Yeah, it's not even um, it's not constructive criticism, and it's like straight up abuse, calling people um. R words and the the yeah. hard Fs. Yeah. <laughs> well, like every slur, this teacher probably every would say s- the N word if this was a rated X movie. I mean, rated R, you can say the N word. Yeah, he like he's just a bad person in general, and I yeah. don't like how they sort of try to portray him as like um portray it rather like as tough love because he does like give off a little give a little slack here and there and then he goes like a million times harder (laughs) if they fuck up even slightly i mean i I really do feel like it's control over the students no it it is i I, I feel like the dude is is an absolute narcissist well i guess another good example of something like that too is you cannot tell how well someone's going to be able to play a song within the first two seconds of them playing it and then stop them and say you're not doing it right you can tell if they're out of tune but well you can tell if they're like sometimes you can if they're like a quarter note out of tune a large majority of people oh, are yeah. not going to be able to tell that unless they have perfect pitch. And yeah. a very few select people actually do have perfect pitch. I might give him the benefit of doubt of the doubt for that only because he's teaching at the I guess the best music school. Right. Which I get that. In the country so he he might be, you know, he might he might be there, he may not. I but again it really doesn't matter because it's it's arbitrary. He he determines, he sets the standard. Yeah. It, you know, the standard doesn't exist outside of him. It doesn't even fucking matter if you're out of tune. All that matters is if he likes you. Yeah. Because the <laughs> yeah. guy who was out of tune didn't have any issue. He just was told yeah, to put it back in tune. Yeah, the guy who was out of tune didn't get kicked out of the, out, out of the class. No, he it was the fat kid. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Between that or, like, uh, during that famous scene where he kept doing, like, the not my tempo, try again. Like, it's okay, right. just keep going. Uh, there's a difference between where he says you're, uh, you're slacking or you're, go- or you're rushing and then not my tempo. Not my tempo just means that it doesn't sound quite right to him. Not that he's out of tune or out of tempo, just not quite his tempo. Well, that's always his thing. Like, he doesn't... It's not about the actual thing. It's about yeah. his conforming to his standards. Because he even, like, notes that yeah. stuff that it's not actually the tempo on the sheet sometimes. He'll tell people, if, I, if it says flat, you're playing at B7. Stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like... That's like, I mean, yeah, and there are a couple other a things that like no one else would notice for this movie, especially, or I guess non-musicians wouldn't notice for this movie, but it kind of bugged me. It was very arbitrary, though, too. Like, having them play at a 400 BPM tempo, nobody plays that fast. Yeah, that's the point, yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> Maybe, but like, here's the thing. Um, I remember seeing a thing online. They actually did a test on it using electronics saying, going at 320 BPMs at 16 beats per, or at, at 16 beats, uh, the human ear can't hear past that. It just sounds like zzzz past that. I think so. that's the point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, but like uh, I said, that's an arbitrary thing that no one really cares about. Yeah. But uh, I think let's go for some final thoughts. Take it away, Rocky. So, Jariah, what were your what were your final thoughts, man? Um, 
yeah, I think the acting in the movie is really good. Um, like I said, I feel like it supports abusers in a way that I really just can't get behind. And it makes it seem like abusers aren't bad because they're right at the end. Um, which is how I feel like the movie portrays it, which I don't agree with. But the acting is really great. And I like music and I like drums a whole lot. So that's fun to listen to for a couple hours. <laughs> I, w- I would probably give it like an eight just because I don't like the the message that the movie puts out there. All right. I can see that. I can see that. I'll tally up everybody's score. <laughs> All right, Robbie, what were your thoughts? So once again, like I had a couple issues along with like the abuse of it and how this is more about competition than it was about the music which kind of just irked me a little bit, which probably would irk me a little bit less if this wasn't the only movie I've seen that has to do with jazz music. And like that kind of puts a bad message towards jazz music, even though it's like saying, oh, well, we don't have the best musicians in the world anymore. And that's why jazz is dying. And so that also goes along with that message, too. And so there's certain things that do irk me about this movie, but I think it's kind of on the side of it. And I think my personal feelings of it being a person who plays guitar, but the acting itself was really good. It was rather dramatic, which made it entertaining to watch, even though I was furiated sometimes at the, or at the way that they portrayed the message, because I do agree with all you guys with them saying that they kind of make it as a tough love thing, but it, in reality, it's abuse. It's what an abuser would call tough love. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's things that irk me about it, but all in all, the movie itself was entertaining, and like I said, I kind of see it more as a sports movie in a weird way because it's about those competitions. And so besides those like little things, very well acted. It's a good script. It does have some entertaining parts of the music too. And the music is fun to listen to with the jazz and everything and very well acted. Uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, Miles Teller, all those guys, great actors. Yeah, they did a great job. Um, So all in all, because it does have a good entertaining value, even though the message is a little bit jumbled in there, I would say it's a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. That's 8. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Can we, get a, can we verify that very quick? Yeah, it's 15 out of 10 so far. Okay. Okay, good. All right, Sam, what do you think of the movie? Uh, yeah, basically just mirror what they said. And um, I didn't, again, I don't like that it, it promoted sort of the mentality that, I guess it's the bootstrap mentality where, um, how good you are and how what your value is based on how hard you work and how hard you drive yourself into the ground like physically and mentally just to get to I don't know some sort of goal that you have in mind but that goal is still just never good enough you still have to go higher and higher and higher and it it mentioned in the movie like a lot of these musicians become druggies and um, they die young, <laughs> but they're still the best. So it's worth it in the end. Right. Um, so I think it does sort of promote that the ending sort of does and it's sort of open-ended anyway, but I guess I would, I enjoyed it again. The acting was really good. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'll give it a seven. All right, 15, 16, <laughs> 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 38. Whoa. Not really putting the, the points up on this one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
okay, E. What do you what do you got? All right. What do you think of this movie? I think what I said at the start kind of still is my feelings about it. It's a it's a good movie about terrible people. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid parroting the stuff parroting the stuff about abuse because I think we touched on that a lot. Um, I think honestly I don't think Whiplash is the best name for this. I think Caravan would have been much more apt to the movie. That would been good. Whiplash doesn't really get played as much in this movie as Caravan does, and Caravan's the big ending number, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I guess because it has the double meaning of hitting of the emotional whiplash and stuff, but just seems weird. Um, then Maybe I'm should have named it Not My Tempo. <laughs> <laughs> and then, just like a quick aside, this actually gave me... Remind me a lot of an anime I really like called Sound Euphorium, which is kind of like this movie as entire seasons, but minus the abuse, but still kind of the similar message about like the drive that people have to better themselves. And for my rating, I, I I think the, just how well made the movie drives this up a lot. I think probably an eight for me. 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 30 of 40. We got a C so far. Wait, let me do this math. What? He's been counting the numbers. What do you mean to do this math? Okay. Give me about a C plus. Yeah, you're you're right so far. (laughs) Okay. 30 of 40, guys. All right. Andrea has no faith in my math skills, even though he's I know, what the hell? Rocky was literally counting. How do you see that drive? Like, I'm not so sure about this. Like, I don't know why. I really don't know why he needed to double check his... I don't know. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Bring us home, Rocky. He's like, these hands are moving too damn fast. <laughs> You're rushing, so Rocky. You're rushing. Around. Oh. He was having too many uh, jazz hands. He yeah, was yeah, exactly. Hands. I was, I was him up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess for me, I I like the movie. Again, the message there. I, I feel like I see. I, I see where you are all coming from because the message, because especially with like the happy ending, like ha ha, just. Do what you have to be the best and run through the barbed wire, man. Yeah. You got this. You know, and I, I definitely that. I mean, anyone who sees this movie couldn't make an argument that there's no abuse. There's clearly, very clearly abuse. That seems to be the the teacher's uh, MO or main main primary something. I don't know. It's Try look up on your calculator. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he throws a fucking chair at the guy's head. Yeah, so he... Abuse is clearly what he does, you know. I think the the ending has a little bit of nuance, but that's doesn't. I might be making up the nuance. I do this some. <laughs> okay. I mean, I I think I've I've always felt like this movie will resonate very differently with different viewers. I think that there's going to be people who watch this and are like, yeah, exactly what I've been trying to tell myself. I just need to push myself <laughs> hard. They're out there. And then there's going to yeah. be people resistant against that. Like, obviously, like, no, dude, fuck you. This is disgusting, right? Um, and I feel like it's not going to sway you one way or another. Um, I think, you know, obviously, if you, if you like abu- abusing yourself... And getting tree like crap. If you're a sadist, 
If you like jazz, yeah, actually, yeah, I, we did, <laughs> the jazz in this movie is amazing. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah jazz I don't think good. we ever actually yeah. brought that yeah. up. Um, I give it a nine. It's a good movie. I don't feel like the message beyond beyond a toxic relationship. If it, if it's really whittled down to just push yourself through abuse, it's, the message isn't that interesting to me. It's it's very very old school, and it's you know been used as a platform to put a lot of people through shit to some very serious degrees. Yeah. But um, between just the acting and the man, the color palette of this movie is just mm-hmm. it's just it's just pleasant to watch. You know, even though like he said, you can cut the tension with a knife with a knife. Just the viewing of it's just so. So nice, you know? Yeah. It's like watching a family meltdown while drinking Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a, a real-life person we could probably compare this teacher in this movie I was to. I curious if you were going to bring it up. Yeah, I was, the one guy that we, the one director that we all love to hate. <laughs> Kubrick? Yeah, yeah. Kubrick. <laughs> I feel like he didn't go to quite the extent, but maybe he did. I don't know, that would that would be... Up to uh, to Rocky to say I mean, the actress yeah. kind of, or wait the teacher or the or Kubrick. I'm confused as what we're talking about. Are we talking about just behind the scenes? Like what he did? <laughs> like the directors? Like this director? No, in, no, 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 this director. I'm saying like the the actor. teacher and like Kubrick. J.K. Simmons. So the teacher uh, is sort of reminiscent of uh of Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick and yeah. his style. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I could I could see that. Okay, yeah, there yeah, that's what I was just trying to say. I'll, um, so I'll give this movie a nine and tally it up um, <laughs> okay. but very quickly before I do that. E, uh, I'm actually really glad that Jariah uh, was, said that. Uh, the reason the movie is called Whiplash is actually because uh, the director's favorite thing that he used to play in high school was Whiplash. Huh, okay. And that was his favorite composition. I'm still really curious why he ended it on Caravan then. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> maybe Caravan know, has a more complex uh, drum line who knows wait, uh, that's not that's probably true yeah. maybe he never did Caravan <laughs> <laughs> he always <laughs> wished he did if I had just listened to my teacher's abuse I could have played Caravan <laughs> there's the thing maybe that Caravan was going so fast that when it finally came to the stop at the end it gives you whiplash <laughs> no that's dumb <laughs> so wait we're at 40 we're, no we're at no, we're 30 of 40 39 out of out of 50 um, there's no way. No, 39 out of 50. Yeah. <laughs> that's almost an 8, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a 78 out of 100. So oh, that's a 39 out of 50. That's almost an 8. <laughs> that's that's 3.9 stars it's on Rotten Tomatoes. Good. Don't get me wrong. I would recommend watching this movie. Yeah. It, is a, it is a good movie to watch. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's just infuriating at times. We're, it's, we basically have four stars. Why, what world is that not <laughs> to yeah. watch this yeah. movie? <laughs> Anything less than an eight, don't watch. <laughs> Unless you're there to make fun of it. Because it's just a waste of your time. You don't go to see sevens when you could be going out seeing eights. That's just the reality. <laughs> see, that's a YouTuber's review uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Anything that's beyond a masterpiece, they'll just make fun of. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, all right, uh, cool, cool. Uh, well, thanks for presenting Whiplash, Rocky. Thank you for allowing me to pretend to present. I don't feel like I was a very good presenter. That's no, how no. we all feel. <laughs> you did great. Except you did great. Uriah. He's a weirdo. 
It wasn't at Jiraiya's tempo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been like, no, my tempo. <laughs> you're rushing, bro. You're rushing. Are you dragging or are you rushing? <laughs> I still can't believe Jiraiya's just going to throw Rocky under the bus and not tell him the new format. Oh, yeah. I had to remind him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a harsh way to learn the new format. <laughs> um, well, uh, thank you, everybody, for being on the episode and joining. Episode two of the entire year. Episode two of the season three. Yeah. Um, if they want to get a hold of us, E, where can they do that? You can do that at our social media. We got a Twitter. We got an Instagram. We got a Facebook. That's probably it. They are the <laughs> last ones in or the last ones in podcast. Look for both because I don't remember which is which on those. Yeah. <laughs> we also have an email. The last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Send us your drum sets. Ooh, yeah, please do. That would be great. <laughs> Dry's the only one who'll know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Robbie, take us out. So, I want to take us out. Do you know how? Okay. No. <laughs> okay, Robbie wants to give it a shot. Robbie, Robbie Much will like say it, just repeat what he says immediately after he says it. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Robbie, would are are you gonna get frustrated if I do this? No, I feel like this might be a trigger for you. <laughs> Considering I know what's happening, no. Okay. So. So. Whether this is your first episode or even if this is the beginning. Thank you for listening. And also, be safe out there. We're still in the middle of the pandemic. Make sure you wear your masks. Wear gloves. Use hand sanitizer. Make sure to wash your hands for 20 seconds. And if not, make sure you stay home. Stay alone. Stay alive. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Later. Have a good week, everybody. March to the beat of your own drums. <laughs>